0: This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by our super Patreon supporters, Chester Copperpot, Jade, Jillian Morgan, Aaron Layton, Andrew Gray, Casey McCain, Crystal Trujillo, Jen Robinson, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki Newton, and Will Nash. kick
1: welcome back my name is Chris I'm Andy and I'm Steve and this is streaming things the one podcast to rule them all and in the RSS
0: feeds, bind them. Bind them. Beautiful. It's, touch it. It's quite cool, Steve.
2: <laughs> oh, it's quite cool. Oh, not that. Oh, ring. Oh, sorry. Out of context. I, you I don't want like me it. to touch something cool.
1: <laughs> it's a secret now. Only fire can tell. Oh, my, sir. <laughs> it means you can't tell on me. It's getting hot <laughs> in here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. So, anyway, if you're new, I'm really sorry. But uh, it's unlikely because we're talking about episode four of the Rings of Power. Sorry, that's Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, titled The Great Wave. And uh, we just finished watching it. We're going to give our overall thoughts on the episode and then do a scene-by-scene-ish breakdown and then get into some second breakfast, any kind of Easter eggs or lore tidbits that we found. Uh, And then Old Toby the finest scenes in the South farthing our top three favorite moments. And then in the episode with the one performance to rule them all our favorite performance of the episode. That's what we do here. But there first,
0: can only be one.
1: We do have uh, at least one correction that I want to highlight here. And by the way, for the YouTubers at home, here's my my lock screen, which is my forever queen Daenerys. Just want to show everybody that it's a different show yeah, and Sarah, my forever queen. Daenerys. Oh, my
0: Lord. What are, what are we doing? What's your lock screen, Steve? It's the fucking default Apple thing because <laughs> I have no one. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have Daenerys. You could have come up with something. All right. We got an email. This comes in. For, I'm going to butcher the spelling or I'm not going to spell it. I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation. I believe it's Maika Mink. Okay. Uh, but I'm not sure, but there's a huge correction to last week's episode. Uh, Andy. He, he gave a very smart-sounding claim in his second breakfast segment. I stand by it. Uh, <laughs> th- that's good. Uh, <laughs> he, he sounded great. We didn't question it. We were impressed. It was wonderful. It sounded and right it's very close us. in let's his defense. Let's just live in that moment, guys. Yeah, let's just remember Let that, that when Andy in. was cool. Yeah. But they wrote in and said, uh, I remembered in the gift-giving scene in the fellowship Galadriel sang, I give you the light of Arendil, our most beloved star, instead of Elindil, uh, which is... <laughs> Very close. Come right? on.
0: Apparently, come on. Just give it. You to me. say tomato, Arundil Arundil. and I say tomato.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Arendil is Elrond's father, which is talked about in this episode four, uh, and uh, yeah, Elendil is uh, not Elrond's father, that nor the his. name of the gift that Galadriel gives him the light. So, but Elendil, he, the, the, the emailer mentions, is shouted by Aragorn, maybe and by by their recollection, uh, which because it's his ancestor, so like it's a battle cry for him, which probably mm. did happen. I mean, who hasn't
0: rushed an enemy and shouted that? Uh, yeah. I only mean, people who have not lived. That's what I do every time I go into a Chipotle. I'm just, Alan, <laughs> dude. I actually got <laughs> in a and the
2: garlic, garlic steak.
1: <laughs> I got in a fight once in middle school. Uh, I think I was in third or fourth grade. I was trying to play basketball. There was no shirts or skins or anything. We all just had our regular civvies. So no one had any dibs? And I didn't play any sports ever. So I passed the ball to the opposite team and he tricked me too. Like, I think I've told this story. Like he knew I was stupid and unathletic and chubby and dumb. And so he just like clapped and said, here buddy. And like, I passed it to him and he was was like, "Ah!" and like did a layup. (laughs) So I started crying and punching him. But before that I shouted, so that was a long, true story set up for a joke. <laughs> and then all of your friends
0: were on the sidelines like, ah! Like <laughs> for <laughs> for <No>! Frodo! For
1: <laughs> Exactly. I had a weird school. but uh, And this was actually before the movies came out. We were just a b- <laughs> bunch of super nerds. <laughs> you guys are
0: ahead of your time.
1: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so what did you guys think of... Uh, Episode four of The Rings of Power. This was my
2: favorite episode. It it was really, really, really good. Uh, Awesome. it, It felt like it finally was moving the plot along. It had some of the most beautiful shots that the show has had yet. And it has been a gorgeous show up to this point. Yes. So the beauty was on display. No
1: one can take that away from The Rings of Power.
2: And it really honestly felt like honestly what should have happened like an episode or two ago like it's it's really ramping up to something awesome and like now that we've spent a lot of time with these characters um even the ones that i have heretofore kind of disliked i still i i felt something this time and rather than you, you being in a hurry to move on to the next scene to the characters i cared about even the ones that i previously disliked this time i was like "Ooh, what's going on with them so yeah i thought it was great steve what'd you think
0: Uh, I kind of agree. Um, This definitely was a much, much, much more improved episode uh, in regards to last week. Because last week we were all three pretty hard on last week's episode. Yeah, but this one was. We lost the listener. I know we did. R.I.P. Uh, (laughs) 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 uh, But no, like this one was a lot more fun. There was uh, some really good action, really good character development. There was a lot, like Annie talked about, how beautiful it looked. Uh, It had. It was probably the best paced episode out of all the ones we've seen so far. It definitely felt like it was moving along. It didn't feel feel, feel like it dragged. Um, and yeah, I just, I mean, there's still characters that I know. I know, guys, guys, I know. I know they're super important to the world of Lord of the Rings, but the way they're being presented in the show, I just don't give a shit about them. <laughs> and that still is the case. But this episode didn't make them... I don't know, they weren't as shoehorned, I felt, as they were last episode. So I had a We're like used to them now. Yeah, I'm like, oh uh, mm-hmm. we need to see what Silver is fucking doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he's important. I know he's a big deal and we should care. But the way that they're presenting him so far, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> big, big same. Big same. Uh but um yeah, overall, like I I much, much happier with the show. I I wish that this the feelings that this episode elicited from me, I I think should have happened. An episode prior, because episode three was really like the okay, this is the make or break kind of episode for me in terms of the show, and it failed, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So going into this episode, if I'm being fully transparent, I was just kind of like, okay, Okay. how many left? We Um, are committed. We're committed. I'm going to, you know, put. I'm going to, you know, do my my shake eight exercises before Annie and Chris come over so I can get happy and excited. And I'm going to give it my due diligence. I'm going to be I'm going to be a journalist with integrity. Right. I'm going to review this with an open mind and an honest lens to look through. And fortunately, this episode was much better. And now I'm a lot more excited to continue uh, on with this series because this one was kind of like, okay, good. okay, fine. They do know they do have a plan. We're not just plotting around. Um, So, yeah. Uh, and because at the end of this episode, there's stu- there's something that happens in the end of this, this episode that like, actually, I was surprised at how much it kind of hit me where like the emotion was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Khaleesi's going to Westeros. It was one of those moments, but there, it wouldn't had, had you keep my queen out of your mouth. <laughs> Hey,
1: that's a good thing. Take my wife's name. I'm oh, sorry. But we yes. don't joke about
0: Will Smith. But we'll get into that when, when we get into it. Chris, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I,
1: I mostly agree with you guys. I think I'm, I'm not quite as warm on the, on the show as a whole as either of you. But I'm like just below it, I think. At least that's my impression. But I do think this episode was very strong. And uh, I, think, I think I know the moment that you're talking about. And I was almost I think I was pretty shocked that I was I'm, I'm feeling the feels mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, I think the problem, it's not even a problem. Like there's nothing, I think the show and for all of its quote unquote faults is a hundred percent by design. It's just maybe sometimes not for me. Like they are languishing in the details of this world intentionally. It's yeah. honestly, it makes me feel like what I felt like reading the books when I was a kid, because it was like. Come on, come on, come on. That's really cool, but I I don't care. Come on, come on, come on. Wow. (laughs) Come on, come on, come on. And that's kind of how the show is. And maybe that's by design. And like, I I had a hot take on TikTok where I said that the movies were better than the books. And I like a lot of people were shit in their pants. And I'm I'm like, I, I did that intentionally just because I think Tolkien languishes in so many of the details that i find it honestly quite a slog at times uh but that's what the show is doing is celebrating all of this like labyrinthine lore and so if you're into that what a treat this must be mm-hmm. right uh kelebor kelebrimbor bugra <laughs> elindil Arindil, durin and durin <laughs> um you know there's just so many names that you know I, i'm a super nerd and i consider myself a not an S tier, but an A tier fan of Lord of the Rings. Uh, And, and still like, there's a lot of these names and mentions where I'm like, what? Um, So anyway, that's, I hope that explains my, my hesitation, but my overall opinion is very positive on like the production value of this, of the show is out of this world. Uh, But like you guys said, it's, it's, ramping up there's the potential for the last four episodes to just be fucking stellar mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we start checking some of these boxes and maybe getting some answers to a lot of these questions i i just hope i want some more elf action man like is that too much like mm-hmm. i need some some action like we got a little bit of and deer in this episode doing some elf stuff i need more of that yeah and galadriel hasn't done anything since episode physical, one. since the first episode, yeah. I'm just very impressed with her fighting. I, I love that. Like, like I said, last episode, you know, if we're going to have her be this like stoic, um, uh, one track mind, just, just super motivated warrior queen that she is, it's great. Let her warrior queen, some stuff, you know? Um, but she just let her warrior queen some stuff, man. I, I think we're positioned for that is what I'm saying at yeah. the end of this episode. So I'm really hyped for for episode five for sure. But anyway, the great wave, uh, the show opens with uh, the queen regent, Muriel, holding a baby. There's like mm-hmm. a baby party.
2: It's a Numenorian baptism. Yeah, is that what it is? That's what I wrote.
0: They're just like, here, m- that's my, a good one. Bless my, my baby, my royal person, uh, will you hold my baby and just hold say my baby. some <laughs> cryptic things about One about is that, named Alanel. Old.
1: That's all I caught. Mm-hmm.
0: I I love the scene because she's she's holding the baby. She's doing her regent queenly duties of like doing doing her part in this ceremony. And then when shit starts going down, you know the 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 she says the island the white, needs a stretch. The white leaves are floating. Mm-hmm. The islands need to stretch. And you see the big wave coming. She's just walking off with this random woman's <laughs> baby. And you see that woman in the background like, uh, my lady, <laughs> can I can I get that back? <laughs> I'm gonna need it. I need. A millennial...
1: You still got my baby, please. You've still got my baby. But
0: and then she, she so she turns around and she looks out the little doorway and we kind of see the end of the movie 2012 happening right mm-hmm. outside of Numenor. John Cusack's running across the screen. Arr! He's like, <laughs> like in a limo.
1: <laughs> He's holding the speaker over his it's head. A giant tsunami on Numenor. And uh, I was actually audibly like, oh, shit. And then it was all a dream.
0: So you thought in the moment that that was actually happening, like, oh, dang, we're just going to
1: wipe the map with all these characters in Numenor. I maybe I did. That was my cynicism of episode three, but I was kind of like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) move it on, man. Chris is just like, burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I started to think, like, honestly, scramble like, oh, yeah, Numenor is destroyed, I guess. And then I was like, is it because I know there's this whole thing with Numenor where they they want to journey back to Valinor it's the farthest most western outpost of mortals and beyond that is 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 valinor and so but i can't remember what happens to to numenor other than that i know the dun the dunedain or whatever the dunedain uh, are not there anymore they're the kingdom on middle earth so Mm -hmm. confused all that happened in like two seconds in my brain and then i realized it was a dream so it's fine (laughs) it's actually pretty impressive the amount of thoughts you can get through it's like uh, what is that dmt the spirit molecule that causes that you've been doing drugs no, I mean, it's naturally occurring in your brain, <laughs> right. but we, it's all a dream. Uh, and then we realized that uh, she would just been scared of that tsunami. She woke up. And, oh my God. I don't I have would, any. Wouldn't you? But she was still holding a baby. It was weird. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> she's, she wakes up saying, like, how the, how the hell, <laughs> whose baby is this? Mill. And we my cut queen, to.
0: you've kidnapped a child.
1: <laughs> we cut to like an awkward, like rally of people against a type of other people. And it's very uncomfortable. They keep calling her the elf as well our bosses are going to start hiring those robots
2: they took our the jams. elves <laughs> and they're gonna take our germs.
1: <laughs> take our eat hands. all the
2: rabble who scream revolution. I, that, that was stuck in my head the entire time. The scene from Hamilton. You guys you know what yeah. I'm I was yeah. just listening to Hamilton on the way here. So good. Not that song though. So good. It is. It is kind of interesting. I do Skyless like the way. Sisters. That's what I was listening to. <laughs> I do
0: like how the guy that's kind of rabble rousing is saying. Uh, you know, they don't tire. They don't need to sleep. They don't. They're die. stronger than you. They don't die. <laughs> they don't take breaks. They don't eat. Like, like if you're, if you're a mortal man, like in, in that's a workforce coming in. Yeah. You would be kind of like, oh shit, the robots are going to take our job. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in the modern day, you know, and, or our, our, our world. I shouldn't say modern day. Yeah, this we,
1: wasn't in the past. We don't Dave.
0: know how modern the Lord, the Lord of the Rings. Dave thinks yeah. This
1: is a historical text
0: back in the years when Middler, back in the second age, <laughs> you all know
1: about the second age, right? Yeah. Have we learned nothing? <laughs> Yeah, so there's like a, a anti-elf rally, we'll call it. And we cut to Chancellor Farazan walking around in like a marketplace looking thing, talking to his advisors and stuff. And the guy's like, there's a bit of, a, was that Kevin? Yeah, Kevin? Yeah, I was Kellen, to- I think his name was. but Kemen. Kevin.
2: Kevin with an M. Uh,
1: We're just
2: going to stick with Kevin.
1: <laughs> and Kevin was like, oh, there's a bit of a squall, my lord. Hello. Squall, of course, is another word for uh, that a, was a his, sea storm, I believe. That was son, right? Is yeah. Keman his son? Yeah, Kevin's his kid. Uh, and then we cut back to the rally. <laughs> uh, the pe- they're getting even more upset. And Alexander Hamilton shows up and starts rapping with him. And basically, Ferizon like joins them, like he agrees with them to, 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 to placate them, right? To mollify them. And he kind of speaks against the Queen Regent, I thought. I thought he was like seizing the opportunity to steal power from her, but it didn't look like later in the episode that's what was going on. But he talks about things like, yeah, she's. Uh, because the the one guy, the the rally leader, the rabble rouser, as you called it, it, was like, uh, I think she's an elf lover, just like her father. So that's where we learned that the true king was a very good friend to the elves. Um, and then Ferazan steps up and he's like, Yeah, but don't worry, we're never gonna let that shit happen ever because we're dope, <laughs> and I bought everybody beer. <laughs> Shucks. Yay. You know what
0: makes any angry mob calmer, Better, calmer. Fireball cinnamon whiskey fireball cinnamon whiskey you mm. just give them all shots and you're like we're the best take a shot we're so cool take another shot and
1: then they go home and then they go home peacefully they, they go, go sleep. to bed they go seep it's like everybody in our discord right now
0: right yeah exactly Fireballs. it's wine
1: o'clock in the discord <laughs> uh then we cut to a and kevin they're chatting it up kevin. So I- Arianne, for those who didn't remember, is door sister, Elendil's daughter, and Kemen, we think, is Farazon's son. Uh, and he's you know he's flirting it up. And then we cut back to... Who the fuck do we cut back to? Galadriel. She's talking to the queen. It's the about, queen, right? Yeah, like she, she says, is- you vex
0: me, elf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, she tells the queen that... Of of her suspected origins for Halbrand, like he is the the heir to the Southlands people. He is their rightful king. We should join forces and take them there, and then we'll make sure that the Southland people are not put under boot by the forces of Sauron. And the queen's like, nah. Yeah, she's like, "Eh, Mm
1: ah, thought about it not going to do it. Mm-mm. And then gladriel's like
0: ambitious tales
1: in my time, but that may take the cake. I've heard of cake and you take it. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> the cake. and then she, she says, uh, basically gladriel's like, well, let me talk to the real boss. You're just the regent bitch ass regent. And then the queen regent, queen Muriel, uh, it says, uh, something about a quell her. I know how to quell your ass. Right. Uh, well, then Gladriel says, "Oh, there's a tempest inside me. Oh, that's right. She's yeah. like, that, which is because gladriel that we know in the future, the third age talks about storms. Mm-hmm. T- super tempesty terrible as a storm. I don't know I why she, I did that voice does she
0: say <laughs> it, in the movie does does Galadriel say like there's a she says something simple similar. I thought she, she said
1: terrible as a storm, okay, yeah. one of her lines, I thought. But anyway, then the Queen Regent is like, I know how to quell that tempest, locks her up. Lock her up. I love the edit for that because yeah had Galadriel's getting all like fired
0: up and like there's a tempest inside me. Smash cut to them closing the barred prison and they even doors. they
1: make a joke of it too. Halbrand's like laughing like a tavern brawl and she's like sedition, sedition and he's like yeah. ha, 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 we're both in jail. Classic. This is hilarious because I'm Sauron. I think this is funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He's definitely the entire Sauron. time we're watching the show, every time Halbrand pops up, Steve sneaks in some comment about how he's Sauron. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it, was, it was a tavern brawl, Sauron. Oh, I bet you know a what lot about you? Sedition Lord of Secrets and <laughs> Darkness. Yeah. Ringmaker. Yeah. How brand
0: is <laughs> that even? Dark. Dark Sorcerer. K Jewelers of the of Hell.
1: <laughs> um, that's a joke the only locals will get. <laughs> it might be a national company. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I hope. don't know. I hope. Every gift. Begins, begins with, with K. K. It does. <laughs> gift begins with That's K. That's not how it's spelled. Um, we cut to a seal door. Uh, and there's like a woman. We didn't talk about this last time. I woman. don't think. It's like a lady a couple feet away from the boat, like a seal door.
0: Well, uh, she's the lady of the West. Psst. A seal door. Like he's trying to pull on ropes, and then he just hears this woman, like, hey, hey buddy, I got cake. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants cake. Punch and
2: pie. Thank you, Keg.
1: So, what do we think this voice is? I think because Andy, I think off air mentioned like, "Hey, that's that's the ring, right?" That's what, that's what you said? And, yeah, I thought that, and it I could was have like, been. "The rings don't exist yet." And mm-hmm. we both looked confusedly at each other. Yeah, I don't know what's calling. Which to is him. not an adverb that exists, but I, at least not the way that I said it. But then, what is it? Just the evil in general, the malaise of of the Middle Earth that's I, calling toward him. I know what it is. It's Sauron. It's destiny.
0: Hmm. Destiny, destiny's calling him.
1: Well, if you ever watched The Last Kingdom, you would know that Uhtred frequently says, "Destiny is old." Destiny, and Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Destiny is old. What's the cadence that he talks in, Chris? I can't ever, <laughs> I can't do it as poorly as he does. it. It is a
0: weird. I, you sent a video of it because I hadn't seen it, and you're right. That guy
1: does have a weird cadence to it. But list. I love that show. I can't help it. Uh, but anyway, there's the the mystery, probably evil lady calling um and then he gets them all dismissed he purposefully drops the rope that i think is port to starboard to aft and i don't know how That's boats work definitely what it was and all the other friends jump for it and the captain of the boat everybody like, goes no the rope boy
0: you know how to do that rope jason Momoa on wish was like hey man <laughs> yeah. you've done that a million times <laughs> yes you did that deliberately. You and your friends, both your buddies, are
1: out of here. Is that a baseball reference? The umpire
2: yeah. is like throwing out the coach who's yeah. trying to back up his player. <laughs> that was a baseball and reference. A seal like threw
0: his hat down and starts like kicking the dirt at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. It smash cuts to a seal and his friends. I think in like they just got kicked out, so they're in the in the alley, and he, they're all like, "You ruined everything for us." And the seal Maybe for the first time in his life, but not for the last time in his life, is realizing that his actions have consequences <laughs> for others. Well, I don't know that he ever realizes that the next time. Mm, that's, that's true, but uh, he, it seems like a thing
1: with him. He did. He it's, did. It seems to be a thing with the seal door. Yeah, not a big fan of a seal door in his decisions. Mm. Uh, but then we cut to Aaron back to Aaron and he's just got like 14 orcs staring at him like he's <laughs> holding orc court. Ah. Uh, <laughs> tell us elf some tell us a good story elf make us go seep seep
0: so can you hear really well with them ears
1: <laughs> what do your elf eyes see
2: oh i'm very sleepy oh it's the french maid <laughs> elf <laughs> oh, it is me the french <laughs> elf i took the
0: liberty of cleaning your clothes jk <laughs> i spat on them <laughs>
1: I am just a French arc. Enza, by the way, sent a message complimenting everybody's French accents.
0: By complimenting, it was destroying. Yeah, (laughs) everybody
1: is very, very poor French accent.
0: (laughs) What do you mean? This is perfect.
1: (laughs) You sound like uh, a really good French actor. He was in uh, Underwater. Oh, uh, I know you're talking about. I I can't think of his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It really doesn't matter. But, But. The French got me, man. But he's got the orc audience, right? And they're all very pleased that Adar is coming. And uh, was that Magrot that was injured? Mm -hmm. You're thinking of Vincent Cassell. That's right. That's right, Enza. Vincent Cassell, (laughs) your favorite actor. I'm certain of it. And then he cuts back to uh, Adar. We finally see him not blurry. Uh, He's like a scarred elf. I guess, right? And he he goes down to heal uh, Magrot in the orc way, which is to stab them in the chest. It's a mercy killing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess you could put it that way. No, that's orc healing.
0: Well, I liked it because he-, he I like, know he, how to kill he's you. He's like, oh, pop, you're here to, to be with me in my last <laughs> moments, and then he kills him. And you see, like, Adar has, like, this moment where in his eyes, he's just so, like, He's visibly upset that he had to kill this soldier, which is something we've never really seen on the orc side of things. Because usually orcs are just like, ah, you looked at me wrong, Lieutenant. (laughs) Stab. Yeah. and It's it's not a
1: healthy work environment. We now know that that's a healing stab. That's a sign of respect in the orc community. He's like, I heal you from life. Yeah. So when you're an orc child and you get like the chicken pox, that is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) They carve the (laughs) mummy. I can't stop itching. Stab. (laughs) Let me disturb you a little bit, little girl. Why is the mom French? <laughs> it still means the French are children. You do not know everything about the French orc. Orc. Everybody hates us. I have us. many layers. Everybody hates us. Here's one thing that I just, it blew my mind. The Adar is elvish for father. And so ipso facto, concordedly, vis-a-vis Adar is the orc papa. So basically Adar is their Dr. Brenner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he rolls out like. I've noticed that you've all erected a little tunnel.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Question. Why? Uh why aren't you fighting each other? That's why I made you, so I could watch you fight. I was sick and tired of trying to find actual human children.
1: We were, but then we found this tree and we got stuck. And that's why they got so mad at Deer. They were like, you are like Papa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you heard us. <laughs> but no, but Adar seems to be like the opposite of a Dr. Brenner. He's actually caring and nurturing. He's what Papa should have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's even got the scars on his face. He's got the scars to prove it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, I mean, do we have any theories did about- it, Did an orc psychically throw a door in his face? I don't know.
1: How did he get How did he get this way? He, obviously, he's an elf because he knows, he talks to Erendir about where he's from. He's like, oh, I used to, I used to walk on that river. I dropped a couple of coins there. Have you seen them? Uh, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, the theories, I think that he was probably part of like the expeditionary forces or whatever that initially fought Sauron and stuff. Like he probably knows Galadriel. And I think that right. he would have gotten abandoned by the elves at some point. And, I got to third uh, base with
1: Caleb Ribbonboar on that river. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello.
2: Um, I considered it a home run. Yeah, home. I think, I, I think that he got left for
1: dead. And uh, the... Oh, you think he's like a, a POW? Uh, maybe initially. and like then disenfranchised elf warrior. I like this. I like this mm-hmm. backstory. Yeah. Do you think we'll get a name that we recognize once we find out his real name? It'd be awesome
2: if it was, that was like her brother or something, but... She hasn't aged, so why would he have aged so drastically? So, I mean, maybe not, but it's a different actor, too. Well, yeah.
1: Oh, who, what actor uh, is happens. it, Andy, with your homework?
2: Oh, it was the guy that played um, Benjamin Stark. Benjamin Stark from Game of Thrones. That's the second, second one.
1: Game yeah. of Thrones character that we've gotten. Joseph Molly. I, I don't know how you pronounce that last name. It's like M A U L E. Mull, Mull. what show was it there were there was like 13 game of thrones actors doctor who yes doctor and i was sending you pictures all the time yeah that was like a game andy <laughs> used to play as, that's why he's so good at this he played find the got characters yes. for years now
0: oh yeah that was always a fun game when playing doctor who <laughs> so many yeah like literally every one of them is
1: uh, is, uh i forget his name is hodor in it and the dj doctor who yeah uh, not that so. I've seen. DJ anything. hold the door. He's too busy DJing. Yeah, that's true. On the ones and twos.
0: Uh, so I misspelled Joseph Mall's name. It's M-A-W-L-E is how you spell it. Sorry.
1: Perhaps it's okay, buddy. It. I, I wasn't worried about it. I didn't want, I just, I just didn't want people to call me out. I'm trying to avoid that email. I'm trying to avoid that email. Yeah. So then we, he puts Magrod right out of uh, misery and all the, uh, the, all the orc soldiers start to chant in the black speech, Glusha. mm Nampak, I don't want to summon Sauron, but Nampa Glusha is what they say. Mm-hmm. I didn't look up what that means, but fuck it. And then we cut back to a little conversation.
0: That's the well, well. There's one thing I want to touch on before we move on from the scene is when he's talking to Arendir, He talks like Arendir's like, "Why do they call you father?" And he's and and Adar says something along the effect of like, "You've been you've been told lies so long that even the roots and rock believe them." And I thought that was such a cool way of saying like, "There's some sort of like." Obviously, Adar is operating under this influence that the elves are doing something wrong. The elves are bad. And that the orcs aren't necessarily evil, and that, that's why he's doing this. So the it's roots kind of, and
1: rocks believe it, and the
0: rocks look down, which is why they sink. Yeah. That's what he then said. Yeah, he should have been looking up at the stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it would have floated rock.
0: That's why this guy's a good foil to Galadriel. It is. Yeah, because
1: he's looking down, she's looking up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you smoke a rock... You end up hanging out with the works and they like to party. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I also love that. He says that like the, these lies can't be undone short of uh, creating a new world. And that can't be done unless by God, which I am not. Not yet.
1: yet. Not yet. For, oh, shit. You trying to get a ring on this finger? So now we know that <laughs> at our plans to become godlike, he's seeking some sort of power. And we also learn in this episode that the object for which they have been digging other than just for tunnels, because they like tunnels and hate sunlight is the hilt of the sword that Theo has found mm-hmm. more on that later. But then he says, he's going to let Aaron go and take a message to the men in the tower, which is Bronwyn and her crew, the, the city of us Um, And, you know, we find out what the message is a little bit later. So then we cut to Bronwyn and company. Uh, they're running out of food in their little tower fortress. And uh, Theo, he's bored. He wants to make a run. Let me roll down to the store. Uh, buy some milk and some snacks, a take five bar, definitely not any Heath bars, and roll back through. Some <laughs> pepperoni combos, cracker Ooh, Yes, yes. All the good stuff from the grocery bag. Get some Wheaties for the morning. And she's like, no, it's too dangerous. We're just going to hunt some rabbits. And then, like, Lenny rolls up, and he's like, George, let me pet the rabbits, George. she's just super weird. And it's a mice and men reference. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the rabbits. So she doesn't want him to go. It's too dangerous. And uh, he sneaks out. We cut to... Uh, uh, Rowan and, and Theo rolling through the village. They've already got a bunch of sacks full of shit. They got a little, uh, what's it called? A wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow. a yeah. wheelbarrow with it. Rowan's like, they made a good ass haul. Pretty scary. Yeah. For real quickly. dude. But then Theo's a little greedy. He's like, I'm going to go in the tavern. Get some beer. I want some booze. So this, some pretzels. this,
0: this particular moment confused me for a second. Cause yeah, Theo's like, uh, Rowan tavern we got to check that out and everyone's like oh, i don't want to go in there it's awfully sp-. And, I, and i was really did i miss something is there something that's supposed to make the tavern scarier or is or is he just like having flashbacks from when uh she showed up with the orc's head and she he's like i don't want to see that head again because i left it in there i, I don't assume
2: that up to this point they had been staying
1: outside and didn't that's want the to vibe go I, I got is okay the, is the the way I read the scene was, oh, because they can tunnel up from underneath. And, he he yeah, was safe okay. in the sunlight. The sunlight was fading, and he was already terrified. Never wanted to be here in the begin with. He feels like, okay, we got it. Let's go. That's true because as soon as that sun gets
0: overcla- overcast, it becomes He's cloudy. Out outside. Of there. That kid mm-hmm. kicks
1: rocks. Yep, he gets a little cloudy. He, he rattles rolls and out dags. Uh Theo walks into the tavern, and Orc pops out, gets real stabby, uh, and then he draws like the sword hilt that he now knows will grow from his own blood. It's got this weird thing where it's like it's stabby on the hilt so that he can stab it into his own forearm and make the blade of it grow. It's dope. He cuts the orc with it. Uh, and then the orc runs out, chasing him like, I found it. Yeah. So apparently they've been looking for this sword the whole time. And then he hides in a well. Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who we've got here. Look who it is. It's Theo. Wellboy. Hmm. <laughs> mm. He means well.
0: I do I do like how he's like he's kind of like <laughs> splayed out like Spider-Man just trying to hold himself above the water. The
1: water that is an inch below
0: where he's at. <laughs> so it's it's not a I don't well. want to get wet. I don't want to get wet. I don't want to die, but I definitely don't want to get wet. And then the orc, I think the orc's name was Wrath. Vra- it's Wrath, yeah. He, uh, he walks over and he's like, oh, I heard something in there. Yeah. And he looks down and there's like undisturbed water. And he looks at the water for maybe half a second before he's like, nope. nothing in there. Nothing
1: in there. I <laughs> thought I thought there was something in there. It's no,
2: don't even look. And then the kid, when he comes out of the water, he's like. <laughs> he makes a <laughs> lot of noise oh, yeah. immediately. <laughs>
1: <This is laughs> what was not here? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: That Wrath that guy reminds me of every. Nope, like, not looking twice. <laughs> <laughs> Not these eyes. I already looked down there, but none. <laughs> Not these eyes. It reminds me of every video game character, like, in a stealth game, where he's like, what was that? There's something around here. <laughs> Must have been the wind. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With the exclamation point. Metal gear. Is that metal gear? gear? Yeah, nice. Uh, we cut back to Elrond and Calabrimbo. Hello. And, and uh, uh, it turns out the dwarves are helping build what we think is the forge, or know is the forge? It's a tower for sure. A tower. Yeah. We, we think we know what's about to go down there, but any uh, and, and Durin is hiding something. And, uh, I love how Killer Brimboard's like,
0: he's like, like, um, um, uh, Aaron says, hey man, what's wrong? Oh, it's nothing. Um, it's your friend. I don't want to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad vibes. Like, come on, bitch, spill the tea. You know you want to. Oh, don't twist my arm. Don't don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. You're making me uncomfortable. They're building stuff for us. They seem very nice that Kristen Wiig character from Esther, like don't make me sing don't don't make me sing please don't make me sing but he's a hot goss don't make me sing is a hot goss he is such a hot goss he wants he, to talk about it so bad he is a nasty bitch who just wants to <laughs> gossip.
1: he got to third base with Adar you know he did right at the river Good he told everybody about it don't. and Adar had to leave home because he was embarrassed and yeah. start hanging out with the orcs you know that
0: started off with Brimbor going don't make me tell you what we did
1: at the river <laughs> <laughs> stop okay fine yeah Two coins, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Elrond goes to ask <laughs> Diza. These news, and then <laughs> God damn it! Looked like I, it sounded like I was setting you up for something. I
0: shouldn't laugh at that, but God
1: damn, you got a good you one. Did. I did? You did, uh, because he's like, hold up, maybe Celebrimbor Moore's onto something. Where is Durin? And she is clearly lying, right? At least mm. by the estimation of Elrond, says, "Oh, he's a." Uh, He's uh, in the quartz mine, right? Was that what she calls it? Yes. Yeah. And he's like, Psh, quartz mine. And I don't know how he knows so much about the mine. I guess he's an immortal elf. He knows a lot of shit. Quartz mine takes two days to get down there. He didn't bring his quartz mine and ha- uh, hammer. I mm-hmm. see it right there, by the way. It's on the wall. And also, what else did he say? Oh, you're making Take, his favorite you're dinner. his favorite food. Favorite dinner. Mm-hmm. Whip-a-will-will soup or whatever.
0: He is a slut for that soup, all right? Mm-hmm. He know if you make that, he's going to be here nearby.
1: Ain't no way he'd leave with that soup cooking. All the and, way to a man's heart. Mm-hmm. And so she she lies again. She covers all that shit up, thinks she did a bang up job. And then uh, we cut to Doran and Diza talking on the bridge of Kasadun. And uh, But too bad, Elrond is using his elf ears and his elf eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and he sees and hears everything that's going on. Aragorn's in we, the background. What
2: do your elf eyes see? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You missed one of my favorite lines of the episode when uh, uh, Disa's like, hey, you call me a liar in my own house? Uh, yeah, That's a recipe some, for some says, strong gravy? That's a recipe for strong gravy. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, girl. You can't I swallow. Her.
1: I, I try to remember that line really quickly, and I'm glad I didn't try because it was something like, <laughs> you, you can't swallow this gravy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's basically what it is. <laughs> That's some spicy gravy. That's a recipe for strong gravy. That's some thick
1: ass gravy. <laughs> 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 We but
0: cut. I do love how like they they meet on the bridge, supposedly so they're they're out of earshot from the elf with the super hearing, but they're in the most visible bridge <laughs> yeah. with no obstructions, so that the elf can just read their <laughs> lips from a mile away with their elf eyes.
1: Like well, I don't think they have any knowledge, at least you know thoroughly of how how capable he is of, think, of hearing and seeing them. I right? think
0: they do because at one point she's like. She's like, keep it down. Like there's really? this implied, like, we don't know if he could, we don't be aware that he could be listening to
1: it. And I like the idea that they're in their own dwarf kingdom too. They don't really care except that they, he is their friend. They don't want to hurt his feelings. They don't want him to know that they've been lying. Right. Mm-hmm. That's their biggest fear. Right. That's a recipe for strong gravy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We can't handle that elf gravy. Yeah. You don't want to rattle those dags. <laughs> that's, that's not what you want to do. <laughs> so then we cut to Elrond. He tracks him down uh, and he like, opens the door. I was taking notes honestly.
2: He he did like a secret knock on the, Man on the wall. It on. And yeah, it was and the it, it was a
0: knock that the, the their kids were it was a song their kids were singing when he was talking to Disa the scene prior. They were about their playing knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah or whatever. Yeah they're playing they were and doing she was like knock song. it off. And then she might, nice. and then she hit him. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no. but then he does the same little song rap that they do, and it opens the secret door for him.
2: <laughs> he, My like, name is
0: Aaron, and I'm here to say I'm going to rap in a rapping way. I got a real
1: big <laughs> Any whoozle. Deezer. Um, we cut back to, uh, well, so he gets into the he gets room in there uh, and, and it's Doran and him talking. Yeah. And he so makes him promise. You've
0: been following me. Yeah. He doesn't make him promise. He swear it on the rock. <laughs> he puts <laughs> his, like, put super super his, put his hand on the cave wall. Like you have to swear it. You won't tell another living soul because a dwarf's anger outlives, outlives elven, evil, in memory. elven
1: memory. Mm. That's a good line too. Yeah. And then we find out what he's down there mining, right? A mine. Mine. A mine. He's mining Mithril, which is the Elvish word for it. It's a glittery rock in Dwarven, I think. (laughs) Super. Way not as cool.
0: Well, I I think in Dwarven it's something in English, it's glittery rock. (laughs) Fancy rock. So what we're saying is (laughs) glittery rock and Elvish is Mithril. (laughs) So Mithril this
2: whole time has meant glittery rock.
1: Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty stones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah pretty much but uh, then there's immediately an accident in the mine and durin goes
1: running yes the mine starts crumbling there's four elves uh in the mine and so durin goes to to help them but it's important for listeners to recall as i'm sure that you do mithril is the strongest metal known to man elf or dwarf it's what frodo is wearing when the troll spears surprises, him. master dwarf yes
2: master frodo what's
1: he say baggins. master hobbit Master. oh i thought it was baggins Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Baggins? It doesn't matter. The point is it's it's extremely rare. Like I think that shirt was enough to buy a kingdom, is what Gimli says. That it was a Kingly, Kingly gift.
2: I think sure. Gandalf says uh, at one point was more than that of the Shire.
1: Yes, that's what he said. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, guys. I love the quotes. I love the quotes. Fuck Steve, man. Just get them you, all out Steve.
1: there. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Aodian, uh and Kevin, and he, he bumps into her and spits some game. That's all that that mm-hmm. scene is. I guess that's going to be more in It like, was a pretty five. good line. It she was bad. She's like, I should. I'm I, not talking to weird dudes today,
0: and he's like, like. I'll keep a head on a swivel for one. Good, yeah. good thing there's no weird dudes here. Yeah. I'll let you know if I find
2: one. Yeah, not me. Just, I wish I could remember the line because I was going to that quote too, but I couldn't. Shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, no weird dudes here. Just one super nice guy with a huge cock. That's just, all I see. Just me.
0: <laughs> I look like a Roman superhero. Don't mind me. Yeah,
1: I know he had a pretty weird outfit on. He did. He. That was the least impressive costume I've seen in this show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they really sure up wearing
1: like, some New Balance. <laughs> yeah. Grass stains on it. The him. costume department was like, oh, shit.
0: I thought this guy's name was Kevin. That's a real character. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to clothe this guy? I don't know. Go to Spirit had, of Halloween and get a toga. We had cargo shorts because <laughs> yeah. I thought his name was Kevin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We're so excited to be partnered up with better help for this show because we're huge advocates for mental health and we've always wanted a way to work it into the show. And now it gives us an easy way. I actually work in the mental health field, so I'm thinking about this all the time. My mother suffered from bipolar disorder. My dad had undiagnosed issues. And so it's it's really something that's close to my heart. And I'm so happy to be able to help our listeners if we can in some way with that. In my own life, I'm filled with anxiety. Uh Just get a little personal for a second. I think I've talked about it. But pretty recently, I checked myself into the ER for uh, heart issues that I thought I was having. Turns out it was a panic attack. It was just anxiety. So these are things that uh, I don't talk about a whole lot, but I, I suffer from. And I, you know, even being in the field, I find it very difficult to find somebody to help me with those things. A lot of the therapists that I find that I jibe with, I connect with, I find out they're not accepting new patients. So I'm like, get really frustrated. And then I don't know where to go from there. What better help does is it helps pair you with a therapist to help you with your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time. And it's directly online. So you can just easily and without any barriers whatsoever access the help that you need so when you want a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com streaming things today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better h-e-l-p.com streaming things
0: oh we we did kind of gloss over that no we uh, didn't that Durin gave
1: Elrond. Oh, he gave the him the Mithril, Mithril piece, yes. which seemed foreboding. As a token of their friendship. Mm, yeah. I got a foreboding vibe. Like he was going to accidentally spill the beans to Celebrimbor or somebody like that with that piece. Oh, of- hello. Oh, hello. You're Oh, Mithril. It's glittery mm. rock. Oh, I've got plenty of those. Let me sort some of that. <laughs>
2: That'd be really good for
1: my tower. I feel like... Caleb Brimbor is a cokehead gonna, for sure. I'm going to do a key bump of Mithril. <laughs> like whenever anybody <laughs> chopping up a line. Anybody, <laughs> anybody chopping up happening. a line. He walks in like, hello. And they're all like, shit. God damn it. <laughs> Bust out another
0: one for me, please. I'm Brimbor, the world's greatest forger of things and also ruiner of
1: parties. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> He just walks in, hands on hip. What do you got there? Yeah, he's one of those. Like, damn it. We locked the bathroom door, man. No, you didn't. Uh, so <laughs> He's in the shower. Pulls back the curtain. Hello. You never want to share with him. He does it all, too. He's like a nose, like a vacuum cleaner, that caliper bore. So Galadriel, is. we cut back to her in a cell, uh, and that's where Halbrand, like, advises her to... That's I had a lot know. of horse metaphors. Yes. yes. And she was like, cease your horse comparisons,
0: <laughs> You're like a colt in full gallop. Yes. Quit comparing me to a horse.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm an immortal being. But she seems to take his advice because using his, I guess, essentially, what would you call his advice? Well, how well, would you first, sum up his advice? Chris, well, yeah. How, what is his advice? He's, he's saying something
0: like, use your enemy's fear to to control them by giving them what seems to be the answer, but the answer is really the control you have over them. Seem
1: to acquiesce to their demands.
0: Yes, and I'm like, huh. Is that a, your plan? Sauron? <laughs> oh, sounds like someone who would gift people rings of power to help them in all their them. woes and then use a secret ring to end the darkness. To end the darkness, bind, bind them, them unto you. Seems <laughs> like I don't know, I think I know where you're going with this plan. Yeah,
1: Sauron, Smeagol. I mean Halbram. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shit, I was way off. Oh yeah,
0: it's not Smeagol. <laughs> Smeagol's a victim. What if Halbram's just like my precious? Oh, it's coming. That would be a really good Easter egg. But he's probably petting a horse. An Old this ass guy, hobbit. We just found <laughs> out in this episode how
1: Brent apparently is a huge equestrian. He is. He's much like, so is Colladriel. Yeah, why she loves comp- riding. That's why would she can-
2: like, f- fuck you with the horse metaphors? Cause Cause I, like, thinking, you know, I
1: heard you really like him. I think this is how she said it. She said it like... Stop uh, comparing <laughs> the horses.
2: I can't pay attention when you talk like that. Do you like horses? <laughs> Nay. God
0: damn I'm just saying. Like, that was I, worse than D's. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean. D's nuts. <laughs> you can be, you can like horses, but still not like it when
1: people call you a horse, you I, know? He should have been like, well, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Because mm-hmm. thou art more lovely and more temperate. The Tempest. Yes. Which we know we fucking, resides in her. You nailed it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to, for some reason, I just have. Oh, this is when uh Farazon walks in. And he's like, Salutations, elf. <laughs> I don't know why. So he said, <laughs> Yeah, salutations, elf. I dare you to go to work
0: Monday and like walk into your boss's office and just say that. Salutations,
1: elf. <laughs> but I have to. What? Make sure they're not like a particularly short person or something, though. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Hello, Dwarf. Um, and then Galadriel quickly breaks out. She's like, OK, put your handcuffs upon me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're all all of them are just in the cell like, damn it. <laughs> Foiled again. She's so fast. How the fuck did we get here?
0: I love how um, what's his name? Farazhan. Yes. Farazon starts to draw his blade. He's like, I can't just let her go. And it's like, what else are you going to do, man? Yeah, yeah, Hal Brown's like, I wouldn't you, do that. Seriously, Farazhan, you got one thing and one thing only in life you need to worry about. And that is the upkeep of that beautiful, beautiful beard. Well-coiffed. Wow, my Holy goodness. Shit. Even Dorian would be slightly impressed. He would. You, des- Farazhan, my man, you deserve to just lounge around in that robe and pajamas that you're just mm-hmm. rocking because you have that gorgeous ass beard, my mm-hmm. dude. I'd love to get lost in in the hairs <laughs> of it. Mm-hmm. Sit on it, maybe,
1: <laughs> and spin. <laughs> <laughs> Did
2: you say and spin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Any all. Cut to Sildur and Arian. Uh, they talk, and that's where he tells her that he he got his fr- him and Anna's friends kicked off the boat, and uh, he feels really bad about it. But then the guards rush by before he can feel too bad, and that's where they're they're searching for the the now, uh, what's it called? Lost a prisoner of Galadriel. Elf on the time. run did. And they keep running through the town. Salutations, elf. That's how they and look no for one's answering. No, no one's like, answering. Damn it. Trying, I'm trying to trick her. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, elf. <laughs> Greetings, elf. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> they got carrots and hay. Uh, but the elf, a.k.a. Galadriel, she breaks a window uh, and she sneaks into the actual king's quarters. The king that I suppose she knows personally from many millennia ago. Uh, and that's where she finds the Queen Regent Muriel sitting on his bedside. And the king. Well, he wouldn't be alive. Yeah, for uh, that he, long. he'd be like 150. She, like she might know his like true. grand. That's true. Well, dad. the Numenorians live to be longer than humans. Sure, but hundreds of years. But you're right. But that's like an extra 20 minutes to an elf. Yeah, to an elf. Yeah. That's true. And his name, I guess, is Tar Palantir. And he's a little real sick boy. He is. He's, this not, is. he's not looking too good. This is Muriel's father, correct? Mm-hmm. So he's coughing. We find out none of the other Numenorians know how sick the king is. And Galadriel is immediately like uh, he's sheepish tan. about it. Like, oh, my bad. It's actually pretty awkward how sick he is. I'm an elf, so I don't get sick. <laughs> but I can imagine, like, that looks like it sucks. Those <laughs> he's wearing. Ew. And he's yeah. got like a little, Ew. he reminds me of like old, uh, like a production of Scrooge or something. Oh. He's just like in the bed, and she's the he's ghost got the of little, Elf Pass.
0: Hat the night hat. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> little
1: hat on and shit. Um, Anywho, that's rude. And then it, uh, she basically is she pulls Muriel aside because Muriel kind of becomes a little more friendly, and she's like, "Don't tell anyone. I know you broke out of prison, but don't tell anyone about my sick dad." And Galadriel's like, just "Let me ask you something. Why don't you fuck with elves?" Because he did, and. Uh, <laughs> Right. In those words. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's why he ain't kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and basically that is her. Yeah. I mean, she thinks that the, she takes her to the Palantir, which is another something that we saw in Lord of the Rings. And she makes Galadriel touch the Palantir. They have not all been accounted for. And we still, even 3000 years in the past, they're not all accounted for. There's just yeah. the one. <laughs> At what point were they accounted for? Kind of. <laughs> Who lost them? <laughs> this, how far back in history? How badly did you lose these things? <laughs> uh but she that one can show the future of the elves. And that's a really cool scene where uh Galadriel touches it. It's it it's, like shatters, shoots out a little yeah, bit. It's like and shatters it shatters space and time. Another. That was fucking cool. It was dope. And, and that's where like, we get the great wave. Damage. That's why I don't fuck with elves no more. Yeah. That's you. You're so the wave. It's dumb though, because Muriel believes that elves bring upon this Armageddon of Numenor and and Galadriel broaches a very good alternate reading of that like this is not this has not yet come to pass maybe it is the forsaking of the elves that brings about this right she's like mm, I see what you're saying disagree
0: and she's like yeah but your your opinion is based off fear and she's like yeah but I like fear yeah
1: big fan of it's fear keep, keeps me alive mm, I love fear I put it mm-hmm. in like it's like salt on my mm-hmm. steak nim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we cut back to uh, Rowan arriving alone with a cart full of food. He's the hero. Her mo- her da- uh, his mom, Bronwyn is like, hey, where's Theo? And he's like, he was right behind me. No idea. That's that's weird. Theo. It, got, it got cloudy. I, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, oh, he was just
0: right behind me. Like, oh, bitch.
1: And yeah, it, he wouldn't. You haven't seen him for miles.
0: It got <laughs> a, a
1: cloud went by and you ran. He, he pleaded the fifth. Not going to lie. He's probably dead. But I told him not to go in the tavern. That's what I told him. Tavern life will get you. So we cut back to a small scene, very much like Metal Gear Solid, where like <laughs> bling, Theo is like pretty successfully. He's playing that. I hate sneaky video games. Uh, and this is he's one in Splinter Cell. This is one I would not play. He's doing great. He like <laughs> literally dives into tall grass at one point and disappears like Assassin's <laughs> Creed in a haystack um, and sneaks by like 17 or 18 orcs i love this scene only because of what the
0: orcs are doing the whole time like it's not like a it's not like an impressive one or by any stretch of the imagination but like i love because the orcs are like running around where is he we've been looking for him for at least eight hours and we're still got this energy <laughs> and at one point there's like an orc that has a box and is like going through the box and then like throws it on the ground as if like, ah,
1: he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he's not in the box. <laughs> I didn't find him. I mean, he's just exhausting all potential. You don't know what humans are capable of. Plus he might've stashed the hilt of the sword in there. Maybe that's true.
2: That I that love a good the, point. One, the one work says like, oh, the boss is going to be pissed. And then the other ones like the boss is the one that lost
1: him. It's that's true. Like, he's like, yeah, fuck that. But he's already being mm-hmm. a smart ass, you know, mm-hmm. I ain't getting paid overtime for this. When's meat back going to be back on the menu? Hopefully on Thursdays. This restaurant sucks. Meat Thursdays. <laughs> Uh, and then Aaron deer rescues him because he gets so close. He's like, well, how he like looks back all satisfied with oh, himself. Yeah, it was, like it ha, was ha, s- snuck so by obvious. all you bitches.
0: <laughs> So obvious what they were doing. Cause yeah, he looks back, has that dumb smirk, like, ha, I made it. And then, like, the Wrath, I think is his name. Is it Wrath again? I, I, I think it's the same one from earlier grabs him. was like, ah, I thought you were gonna get away. You thought I didn't know you were in that well. I did. I just, I'm scared of water. I've been waiting for you for like eight hours to make your move. It <laughs> took you a really long time. I was kind of getting worried that you drowned.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he pulls his sword out. He's like, how about I. Maybe if I, if you lose an arm, you'll loosen them lips. And yeah. then,
1: and then Aaron Deer stabs him and kills him from behind. Cuts the shit out of him. And then we're like, yay, Erendir. Then we cut back to Deeza singing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's asking the rocks to spit out the, the four dwarves. <laughs> when you say it like that. That's what she's doing. <laughs> she's pleading with the rocks at a song sound that they call nearly as majestic
0: and whimsical <laughs> as the it actually is portrayed in the video.
1: <laughs> this is a type of music that the dwarves coined called rock and roll.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, hard rock and roll, no, or is this
1: more soft rock? This is just rock and roll, baby. This is like Journey. can <laughs> yeah, D's these is like Yacht don't rock. stop believing. Spit out those dwarves. Troy- I don't know. <laughs> I was trying. I can't even sing rock and roll. <laughs> Doran's upset. He walks back in, like, eh, they're all fine. But he's mad that his dad, whose name is also Doran, by the way, we found that out today. Uh, He's mad that they're not, not going to be allowed to dig for Mithril anymore. No more glittery rock. Close the entire vein down. Too dangerous. And he feels like he's smarter than his dad. We saw that in the last episode. Uh, so he he rages at the wall. Deez is like, oh, this is awkward. Even Elrond kind of looks like, oh, he's being a little bitch about this. So he goes up to him and tells a long story about his own father. And there's probably some deep lore that everybody was satisfied to learn about. I didn't know any of this, but yeah. it's, uh, what is it? Arendil. This, uh, is the, this Arendil. Is the brightest star. This piece of star that he is mm-hmm. given and by Galadriel later. Yeah. His dad's exploits were so wonderful uh, that the Valar made him a fucking star in the sky, which seems like a punishment. Really? He's like, I yeah. was already immortal. I was hanging out. I was smoking old. How Toby. would you like a job? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were so good. How about we take you away from your family?
0: We and you go to space? Lonely Basically existence
2: in space. He's like the uh, Elvish version of Apollo. Right. Isn't that Apollo like carries the sun across the sky in his chariot? I'm a little rusty. I'm a Greek. I, I think, I think so. I think that's right. Is it? It's great. Right. It. Or was it, yeah, the, it's Greek.
0: or is it the sun? Apollo does the sun. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean, a mm. star. Yeah. yeah sun is what? a star. Let's not get hey, too you know about space. You know what? When you're right, you're
1: right. <laughs> but the, the story reaches, uh, Durin and he goes up to his father and immediately apologizes for his ego and his temper. And the dwarf King takes a long beat and then says, I didn't, I didn't expect this. There's I thought he was dead for a second. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so did I, it looked really like foreboding, but he's like, there's nothing to forgive. Uh, and there's a pig throne for the dwarves for some reason. Did anybody else catch that? What? Yeah, like each side, like the arms of the of the throne, are like they're pigs. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: oh, pig! Th- oh, shit, I thought you meant like throwing, throwing pigs a pig. pig. Like, there oh, was a pig from a throne, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like across the screen. No. And you said that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I have no recollection. Royal <laughs> chair <pig> being thrown. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just against the rocks. Pardon. But I did like how uh, Durin the uh, Third, King Durin, is like. You know, our people say when w- we when we become a king, all the kings and queens of old, like all their voices rush into us, and so we can hear their voices and know, you know, know their past mistakes and their their advice. But you never need that for me,
1: cause I'm always here with you, my boy, until I die. I got and then you become hand. king, and then
0: I'll, and then you'll hear me again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's I yes it was a good line I just was a little confused because just by very nature of the fact that if Prince Durin is ever king his dad will be dead so that's why that tradition would need to be it doesn't matter it was still cool it
0: was mm-hmm. just a nice show of support yeah I love head. you I love you dude I love
1: you dad I got Ooh, twenty about ten bro <laughs> exactly you wanna go throw some pigs <laughs> <laughs> you wanna go pig throwing. <laughs> uh and then you know we he, he says <laughs> elrond invited me to go back to lindon and that's where we get a little bit of sinister they don't trust the elves shit again duran's like oh yeah there's definitely something else going on even though i gave him the Mithril and made him swear because he's my best friend ever <laughs> uh and his dad was like that's a good boy i don't think so either so he asked him to go to lindon with him as a spy find out what the elves are really up to uh which i, I imagine uh Elrond's intentions are pure, and Celebrimbor probably is up to something. Right? Not gonna,
0: I'm always up to something. Hello. Hello.
1: Anybody got any more of that mithril blow? <laughs> Starting to really itch over here. <laughs> you guys trying to party? I like to party. We cut back to Erendir. He does, in fact, deliver the message after saving Theo and Bronwyn, who shows up at a very poor time from all these orcs it was hella orcs i got boromir vibes during this did you guys get boromir vibes yeah because the music that was playing sounded eerily
2: similar to what plays when he dies and everything was shot in 60 frames a second Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything
0: (laughs) yes this is a definitely like a day for night shoot yeah that's like all i could see like whenever you see a, a um a scene in a movie that's supposed to take place at night and it's just incredibly blue they shot that shit in the daytime and just
1: turn everything blue in post. Because well, it was immediately <laughs> daytime when they got out of the woods, right? Yeah. yeah. Get to the clearing. They took the blue out. All the lights stopped the orcs better than Aaron Deer's arrows ever
2: could. Which is the prettiest shot of this entire show. Gorgeous. the uh, the field, the clouds, the sun, the way it was framed with Aaron Deer and well, and
1: then that, that scene where he like on the far right there. do? He like knocked Theo down on purpose and then caught the orc's arrow that oh, was, was going to hit sick. him, yeah, and then shot it back at him. Yes, that was, that was sick. fucking amazing. That
0: was Sick. I love um, that shit. I do like when they get into the clearing and Aaron here's got a sword out, like you know, come at me guys, come at me bro. We're gonna have our stand here, and the one there's this one orc that's on the 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 tree line. He's like, ah, damn it! Like just like he's like giving him like, Meh. and then finally after like maybe two minutes, one of the guys has an idea, like, hey, maybe we keep we should uh, keep throwing those bows and arrows at these guys. <laughs> oh yeah, do that. <laughs> Shoot they, him! Shoot him! Shoot her! Ah, oh, damn it, we're all bad shots. Mm-mm. He's an elf, he's too fast. Oh man, this is, we need to, we need to train. <laughs> we Papa's need, gonna be mad. What's the point of being in this group if we are not a well-regulated militia?
1: <laughs> actually, Papa wanted him to get away anyway, so he can give him the message. That's so true. That's awkward. Yeah, that's that's true. awkward. But uh, Papa wanted the sword. And this is when we find out Waldrig, who's always been the asshole bartender-owner guy, he comes up to Theo and he's like, uh, you deserve a nip of the mash, <laughs> which I think is liquor. his fireball cinnamon whiskey. It's just moonshine. <laughs> uh, and he knows about the hilt. In fact, it's his. It was mm-hmm. his hilt. And he's got scars to prove he's been sword growing in his, in his own. <laughs> and grower. he says,
2: like, have you heard of a Lord and Savior, Sauron Christ? <laughs> yeah, he
1: was like the the Jehovah's Witness of Sauron. He's the Sauron Witness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Praise be unto the Father, Son, and the Howbrand Spirit. Indeed. Hello.
2: My name is Elder Waldrag.
1: So Waldrag's up to some bullshit. <laughs> he worships Sauron. And that's why he's always been such an an ass. What an nice hole. Uh, Fucking moving on. Last scene, <laughs> we cut to Galadriel being sent away and all the, all the little Numenorians are so happy because they hate elves. Like, eh. But then the white tree starts dropping petals of whiteness. The tears of the Valor. Mm-hmm. The Valar. Yeah. Valour is like a, a material. It's very soft. God damn it.
0: This is the whole valerian, valerian bullshit again.
1: I'm tired of it. <laughs> it's the emphasis on the wrong syllable. That's all we're saying. But yeah, so right. she, she oh looks God, at the tree. the leaves are falling. She looks at the portent mm. of the tree leaves falling. I believe that's an omen. And says, nah, actually, we can't do that. We could get the elf back. And so she ends I up. Don't choose fear today. They no. cut
2: out the scene where the dude, Ellen Deal, was like,
1: hey, can you turn
2: around? <laughs> Bring the boat back. Hey.
1: Yeah, that would have been a really satisfying Stop
2: scene. Stop them. We've already set the sail. <laughs> <laughs> and they start
0: arguing about it. <laughs> no, you got to come back. What, what do you want us to do? <laughs> You want us to go faster? No, I want you to come back. That's Wait, what we, makes. We
1: changed our minds. See, t- this is bullshit. Taika Waititi, the only thing that makes his style his is that he films those scenes and everything else is the same, right? Yeah. I just had a epiphany. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Everybody's watching still. <laughs>
0: It, aren't you the one that always says the sea is always right, but we're on the sea and it's taking us away. What do you want us to do? The sea is always right. Listen, we're not going arg- to have this argument. We're going to have this <laughs> argument.
2: Oh, fuck, are the leaves falling? <laughs> That's a bad portent.
1: <laughs> yeah. We have too much fun. <laughs> long story short. Long story short. You either love us or you hate us. They bring Galadriel back. They decide to not only accompany her To Middle Earth, Uh, the Queen Regent Muriel is going to accompany her herself, and she's going to bring an army, and she's going to help fight the evil in the Southlands. Who will help dispel the Regent's
0: justice? I will take the elf. (laughs) I will. (laughs) I will
2: too. I guess I will too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you would call this a fellowship. I started to leave again, but then I heard you need help, so I'm coming back. That's the last you time. You expected me to
0: fucking take them, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would take
1: it, and that's the end of the episode, right? So
0: yeah, this 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 scene with them all going like, "I'll do it," like this was the one that actually got me really hyped. Me like, too. In all honesty, like,
1: well, all, everything's starting with the leaves falling.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like all the way up to the end of the episode, because it was really like, yes, get together. And like everyone's throwing their hands up in the air and you just get this rousing motivational, like, yeah, they're still good in the realms of men, right? And it's kind of like unearned because it's only been like, not in the fact that it's not unearned, but like there's only been four episodes to get to this point, right? But like, I was just as jazzed that like maybe the end of like, Season six of Game
1: of Thrones when it's like, yes, the Khaleesi's coming to Westeros after six Mm -hmm. seasons. You were that level? I was like, fuck, yeah, let's go. Come on, guys. That's the second time you've put my lady in your mouth. I don't like I the don't, phrasing of that I don't like that
0: <laughs> I don't
1: like that at all <laughs> I'm moving straight on from that That is my bad that was an egregious error in phrasing you doth overstep the lord <laughs> I did I do bite my tongue at you sir my thumb fuck um, I don't have any second breakfast do either of you? oh I have two tiny little ones like that we didn't mention in the thing yeah, a little bit. Um, so the. Uh, oh, Captain Wrong Pants wants to go first.
2: Yeah, well, this, <laughs> this one I, I can't be wrong about unless I just Ooh. am blind. Uh, Your elf well, eyes well, saw oh, th- something. This, this is a, a nothing second breakfast, but I'm going to say it anyway. When the uh, people at the tower are like, oh my God, what are we going to do about rations? And they're like, it's haters and they
1: you're they using potatoes <laughs> yes because but they were no. once mentioned in the sh- in the movie I also wanted to bring up the old mine boil them mash them stick them in a stew the old mine
2: that they said is perilous when they're uh with, where they find the me thrill. I assume that that's the mine and they're saying the that, mirror mirror they delve too griddly and too deep I'm going to assume that it's that mine where they found the Balrog. Yeah. Well, specifically calling it the old mine says they've already mined the place and they're going even deeper. And they said that it is uh he said it's treacherous to mine there. And has anyone ever heard the name Durin M- the
1: senior doesn't want him to. Miromir? Miromir? Miromir. That's the name of the mine, Miromir. Because when the elf knows it, he's like Miromir.
0: Yeah, because isn't so Kazadoom is built near a lake that I think is called Miromir. Because the original Durin saw something in the reflection of the mirror and it was like some portent that he should build a city there. And that's why that city lives there. And I think they're underneath the, the lake. I think. Okay. Um, I could be completely wrong. That's just something I read earlier today, like in passing and thought, oh, right.
1: mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror was the lake uh, located beneath the east gate of Kazadum. Doom? It lay in the southeast corner of Dimril Dale. Is that the one that the squid comes out of and attacks them? Well, i maybe, I don't know the geography that well,
2: right outside the melon. Is it an out, outside melon or inside the
0: melon? Yeah. Probably both. Interesting. Maybe there's like an outside lake and then there's also like a under underground version of it. I don't know. Geography.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, those were the, the taters. It and, is in the book, the, the but
1: I don't one. think it's the squid lake. But it's like during the events that led up to the War of the Ring, the fellowship passed by the lake after escaping Moria. So it's on the other side. Oh, okay. Despite their hurry, Gimli would not leave without looking in the lake. Frodo Baggins joined him and both saw Durin's crown. You're right, Miramira is the lake. Go, Steve. Yay, me. Go spaghetti. Go, Go.
0: spaghetti. Uh, I have a couple um second breakfast. The first one is when Isildur and his friends are arguing. One of his friends says uh something Hello. along the lines of like, that's what you do. You just walk away. And I'm like, damn right, that's what Isildur does. He should have dropped that ring in the volcano, but what'd he do? He walked,
1: walked away. away with the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. With it.
0: Isildur. Uh, at one point when uh Roth, when he surprises Theo in the in the tavern, and cuts him. He uh, he makes a meal of licking his blade, and he, and that reminds me of like the orcs in the original movies that would like that love licking their blades of, oh, with yeah. blood on, like mmm, they're delicious. like cats. That sharpens the, one, the steel.
2: The, the urukai that Aragorn fights, uh, he pulls Aragorn's dagger out and then licks it, right, yeah. right before he gets his head kit. Yep, that they love awesome. They love the taste of blood. And that then what's
0: badass. the the watchtower's name that they all kind of like huddle into where the taters happens. I don't know. Well, whatever that
1: place Us, is called. Osteris is the city.
0: Oh, yeah. But that's not the name of the watch. I don't think it's the name of the tower. Okay. Uh, but while they're in the tower, I was getting mega Helm's Deep vibes, like right before the Battle of Helm's Deep when all the citizens are flooding in there. True, and, true. And, true. and uh, they're all just kind of getting food and stuff. Taters. Yeah. Taters. Yeah.
1: What's taters? <laughs> Potatoes.
0: But that, yeah, that's my second breakfast. People own. Oh, Gollum,
1: oh, don't block nasty titles. <laughs> any uh That brings us to our Old Toby segment because nobody else has any more second breakfast, right? Right. Old Toby is the finest scenes in the South Farthing. Your top three favorite scenes in the episode, or your moments, rather. Uh, Steve, take it away. What is your number three?
0: Uh, number three, we just talked about it. It's the final scene. The taters? No, no. <laughs> I wish. No, it's it's just the final scene of the episode with, with everyone going, I will serve, I will serve. Like that's such a hyped up moment. It looks gorgeous. Uh, and it was just kind of like the first really gratifying feel good. Yeah. Moment of the series so far. Uh, and I'm excited to see. Uh, how they follow
2: up with it in the next episode. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's something cool. I'm sure it will be, but let's hope. That is also my number three. It uh, was the, hopefully the turn into two. Uh, it, it felt like a um, a, a moment, a, a, a turning point of the show where we're finally going to get the show that we've been wanting. Uh, and so I, I was super duper
1: hyped for it. Absolutely. My number three is the, uh, the Palantir, the touching of the Palantir by Galadriel with that cool animation where it's like... Sh- 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 What was it like? (laughs) It's beautiful. Fucking loved it. That was awesome. What's your number two,
0: Steve? My number two is the scene with the two Durins. Durin and his dad. The one where there was no pig throwing. Daddy Durin. Daddy Durin. Big Daddy Durin. You are like Papa. Uh, I just like, I really love that actor. And, you know, the, the, the adult Durin is also really cool. And I just liked how... I don't know. I'm a big softy for any sort of scene where someone apologizes for something, and then the other person like puts their hand on their shoulder, like, "There's nothing to apologize for." Yeah, it's all like, good, baby. But big softy for that, and then and then it kind you of,
1: like digging for rocks? I do too.
0: Yeah, we all love it. <laughs> <Funny. laughs> digging for gold, baby. <laughs> but then it has this weird turn where you get that feel good moment, but then there's like a little bit of sinisterness to it because it kind of turns like, hey.
2: Uh we wanna s- spy on the elves. You gotta spy on your best friend. Oh, that was a second breakfast too. Boromir, when he's dying, he's like, forgive me. I did not see. And Aragorn says, There is nothing to forgive.
0: And he coming Remember? up with second
2: breakfast is on the fly. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. He's calling mm-hmm. an audible.
1: I think you're right. You that can go back. Called it. What? You can go back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll edit this part out in the original <laughs> segment. <laughs>
2: um, so mine number two. Is uh, Aaron Deer catching the arrow, the slow-mo awesomeness of uh, saving the kid, Theo, and turning around, shooting it. I wish that it wasn't slow-mo, but it was dope. Um, that with, uh, what's Dina?
1: Deza
2: Deza. Deezza's ah, uh, music oh, yeah. in the background and then it goes into that badass shot where they're standing in the field in the sunlight with the clouds. And then all the orcs are standing in the shade like, yeah, I wish I could get you. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wish I, I could get you, get but I can't. Can. Uh, the, his sounded so more I, resigned, but already like honest with themselves. So yeah, I wish I could get you, but I can't.
2: <laughs> I have realistic expectations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm aware of my flaws. <laughs> sunlight, mostly. <laughs> What about you? Uh, and also shooting. Um, <laughs> damn it. Those are the only two things I could choose right now. Uh, my number two is the same scene. Aaron Deer with the arrows and that whole uh, hullabaloo in the forest. Very much love that. I like elf shenanigans. I want more elf shenanigans. Oh, hello. Since we don't have any human warriors, I don't think at all. Uh, we've got some some boaters.
2: Hallbrand beat some ass last episode. Uh, he says fun. human,
1: not Sauron. Yeah, Sauron, Sauron doesn't fair, count. Fair. <laughs> so I want elf shenanigans. I like... Maybe even see Durin fight. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. I want violence. I like that. You you choose violence? I do. Mm -hmm. In my fantasy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steven, your number one moment. My number one, uh,
0: I wrote it down in my notes as, hello, Adar. It's the scene where we get to meet Adar. I really, really like that Really? Yeah. I liked it just because in just one simple scene, it kind of put a lot of pieces into place for me. Like, finally, we have a antagonist of the series that isn't just a nebulous, like, is there some, is there a Sauron? Is there a Morgoth? Is there right. just general malcontent out there? Uh, no, it's just this really interesting looking- <laughs> Dr. Evil? General malcontent. malcontent. Throw me a freaking baron here, Hater. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Throw me a freaking baron. I here. want some orcs with some freaking laser beams on their heads. Okay, <laughs> uh, but like in just one scene, we get this really captivating. Uh, performance from this character that is an elf that's working with the orcs that in and of itself is interesting but he's not like he doesn't come off as like evil for evil's sake there is something haunting him there is you can tell there's an interesting motivation behind why he's doing it and there's some really good acting in that scene like the way he's kind of like resigned to his role but he feels resolute in what he's doing and when he has to kill the orc and you can see it actually like hurts him to have to kill this thing that he has some sort of care for and it's a fucking orc right who who has ever given any sort of care for an orc. Not me. Maybe if more people in Middle Earth would just hug an orc and let him call you daddy that we would solve so many problems in Middle Earth. If they would just put me back on the menu. That's all they've been asking for this whole time is... Elves, come on. You can't, we can't all be vegans. Let's go. All the elves do
1: is they want to eat veggie after veg. Potatoes. That's what I right like talk about.
2: Us and the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell.
1: Mm-hmm. We want it back on the menu. Put it back on the menu. That's all, it, we That's all we want. Where's the McRib? Want. Give me what I want. Every year when the McRib comes back, you hear McRib an orc. is back! <laughs> it's like, meat back on the menu, boys. <laughs> oh, you guys you got the McRib, it is back. <laughs> oh, let's go
0: get a, a large meal and combo. I hate the French orc. Why do you hate the French orc? <laughs> Are we going to get to make rib with French fries? That's <laughs> <laughs> the French arc.
1: <laughs> Andy, what's your number
2: one? Uh, that is also my number one, the introduction of Ada. Really? And, I love uh, Steve's take on that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Subsequently he, well, yours. I think it's He, it, he right.
2: truly does look heartbroken. This is also the grayest that Lord of the Rings has ever been. It's always uh, light versus dark. And to have like... A uh, a fallen angel, if you will, not an angel but an elf, and the implications of him being with the orcs at all is so interesting to me. It's was some of the most interesting shit that I think anybody could have done with the Lord of the Rings lore, and I'm really excited because the well, the, one, the actor that's playing it is fucking phenomenal, and two, like the having the face of the evil now, uh, really does like change the stakes in a way that I think the show desperately needed and yeah it's uh it, it it was meaningful and beautiful and not just him being sad about it but even like the orcs around him were like saying things in the black speech that i i don't I don't don't I don't think they translated it, nah. but it was it was still like said like morosely and sadly and like they it's went, like they were doing their own version of orc funeral rites yeah the and they day. like Nampak took off Eglusha. some piece of his like chess piece and then like carried him away and stuff and so we've like never seen a, orcs act like that yeah a, an aspect of like their society if they have that um that we've never seen
1: but yeah I thought it was beautiful Chris what's your number one my number one was the I will serve moment that Steve was talking about. I think it was your number two, number three, even actually number three. Yeah. That's my number one. That's my number three. It's a, it's a, yeah, both of your number three. It's a moment that like you guys said, it's um, a step forward in a way that is almost like a breath of, of relief. You know, I have a really big like bone to pick in all writing like this, where it's like, you kind of get this manufactured hindrance on your main character that, you know, there is no doubt that they will surmount. It's just a break for other storylines to catch up or what, you know what I mean? Like when the, the protagonist gets, uh, can't convince whatever, no matter what kind of story it is, like the the daughter can't convince the dad to let him out of the house, but the, only the kids can save the world. So, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, there's going to be this turn and, and this kind of seemed like that for me where like, I know that she's going to leave Numenor and she's probably going to leave Numenor with the help of queen Muriel, uh, can we get to that? I want to see that so desperately. And now we've spanned this over two episodes. Right. And so there's that like relief element to it. But also, yeah, like you guys had said, I, I was really profoundly moved by it. I think I was beautifully shot when the leaves of the tree fell. We'd seen that in the vision of the Palantir uh, and all the, the men, because we know where this goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like they do, they do be fighting. And they, they do be fighting. It takes millennia to win, but they do be winning. Mm-hmm. And it takes the unification of all the peoples to do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just caught me in the feels, took me back to the movies that I love. And I there's thought it was a great moment.
0: There's a small touch in that sequence too that I don't think we've referenced yet is when the the white petals start falling, there's this top down shot of her in the alleyway looking up at the petals and it mirrors top-down shot from the beginning of the episodes when she sees the petals falling while she's like holding the baby yeah it's like a mirror ver- that's it's like, far- it's like a perfect bookend for this episode and yeah. i love it when episodes do bookends like that even if it's like through visual storytelling and this
1: is based on books <laughs> that yeah. did
2: end eventually
1: Whoa. yeah Whoa. 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 well you heard it here third guys. second breakfast right there write that down <laughs> based on a book <laughs> So who is, this is the one performance to rule them all your favorite performance of the episode. Steve, start us off. Papa. Uh, I'm going to, what? I was going to say, Dick and balls of streaming things.
0: That's me. (laughs) That's me. The Dick and balls right here. Uh, My one performance to rule them all is, Joseph Maul or however we're pronouncing his last name, uh, Adar, the guy who plays Adar, uh, even though he was in one scene or actually he's in two scenes. He shows up very briefly towards the end of the episode and like, we found the hilt. And he just is like, oh, cool. Dope. Uh, but he's also in the last episode, all blurry. That's true. Yeah. He, he put a Loch Ness Monster on us and we just <laughs> he's just slightly out of focus and blurry in the background. Uh, but no, like in just his small scene that he was in, he was able to convey uh so many layers of commo uh, of emotion um with this character and you just really saw the flaws and also but also the beauty in it. And I think that's a very hard thing to do when you only have such a limited amount of screen time to convey such things in such a small scene where really all you're doing for half of that scene even you're either not talking or you're speaking orc gibberish, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other half of the scene you're just like, hey man, wh- where are you from? Cool. Two coins. How's Kelly Brimboar doing? <laughs> um, but no, like I was really, really impressed with him. And like, this was like an episode where if you're going to introduce the quote unquote, I assume, quote unquote, antagonist of the season, this is a very, this is a very compelling way to do so. And it in no small part
2: is owed to the performance of Joseph Maul. Andy? Same. Ditto. <laughs> For all the reasons that you just said. Yes. All right.
1: Chris? Sorry, I'm sure I'm reading more black speech. I can't decipher it, guys. None of those words are what's in the the one ring to rule them all stuff. We need a Uh, Duolingo for black speech. The actor who played... uh, I'm I'm double dipping because we've said this guy before. But uh, the actor who played Durin, Prince Durin. um, I just fucking... I love him so much. I think he's such a good... It's not like, it doesn't seem like a caricature, like the way that the Hobbit movies felt, you know, Mm -hmm. like Tim Burton's directing this, I guess the kind of shit. It's just like, (laughs) it's this very like lived in unique and, and, you know, and, and idiosyncratic and hilarious being, but it seems, yeah. Like I said, lived in and real, like, it seems like, uh, you know, a dwarf. Um, Yeah. The moment when he like curses his father, like, I wish I'd be rid of him. Yeah. Like like, that is. That was it's, good. The emotive moments are so powerful, like the whole when he was so angry at Elrond for missing his wedding. And then the, again in this scene when he's just so angry at his father, but but mollified by the speech that Elrond gives him. Like he just I, I get that he, I, you can feel the lust that he has for Diza, And I love it. I think it's funny. Right. O.A.N. Arthur. That's right, Owen Arthur. Or maybe it's just Owen. It's just a spelling of that. But. I was trying to look up the Welsh Welsh pronunciations. Owen. Yeah. Owen I think. Okay. Owen Arthur. Uh, yeah, we we stand him. I love his. Uh, I know that Steve and, and Andy are a big fan of his performance as well. I'm going with Durin again. That's all the time we have to talk about episode four, of the Great Wave. You'll see us in a couple of days talking about episode five of House of the Dragon yeah and then what's after that a, a big ass mailbag big mm-hmm. ass mailbag so so don't forget mail. to write into streaming pod at gmail.com we've already got a bunch of emails to sift through to try to add to that episode but you can add yours to it you've got some great thoughts i'm sure uh, tons of people are in our discord now we've got all these different channels They've, it's a thriving community you can join that by having a membership on a certain tier uh the patreon at patreon.com streaming things and mm-hmm. uh, they're all having fun buying the merch and uh, it just tickles me pink. I think everybody's having a great time. Yeah, they're having so much fun. I'm learning a bunch of stuff. They're suggesting movies and shows to us, and it's a good, fun time. You can follow us on Twitter at StreamThingPod. You can do that for free. You can also, for free, rate and review the show wherever you're listening to this. That helps us a ton. So thank you for that in advance. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Patron shout out. Thank you for your patronage. You have a beautiful voice. I don't think I do.
2: (laughs) Pretty good. Don't be so
0: hard on yourself, buddy. 8 out of 10 eight out of ten would smash <laughs> well we're doing patron shout outs differently this time guys we're going to do them once a month and this recording will last the entire month but in this month we will go over the new patrons that sign up for the month and also the patrons who upgraded their tiers that month as well mm, excited oh, to find snap. out the cool people Is that, that, that did such, such a thing, thing. I'm very excited all right so let me introduce to you our brand new patrons for the try before you deny tier it's Aaron Layton and Crystal Trujillo Woo! hi friends In the Marty P VIP tier, it's Josh and Anna. Marty B. What did I say? Marty P. Oh, Marty B. Excuse me. (laughs) How fucking dare you? (laughs) I've been here for how long and you miss You don't
1: know my name. The entire time, sir. You've given me a terrible wound. What if Marty B's like a Marty P, man? (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well let our new chocolate pudding producers we have alex fisher Brittany deck ember psycho i hope i'm pronouncing that right i'm surely not probably not me jen yeah, l jess r mandy spears shannon myers and zach suthers thank you all so much thank you Frank. thanks our, for chat shows. and our final new patron in the friends don't lie tier we have colin p frost thank you colleen Another P man, thank you so much. The up now we go into the upgrade. The road
1: less traveled,
0: man. These are the people that gave us money before, and we're thought, hey, what about more money for these guys? Because mm, they're just so giving and full of mirth, 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 all of it. Uh, these people upgraded to the try before you deny tier. Try before you deny, man. Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Casey McCain, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki, and Will Nash. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. And then these people upgraded to the Marty B. VIP section. Thank you, A. Wells, Adam Horn, Adam Raymond, R.K. Shenanigans, Barb, Caleb Jeter, Carmelita Valdez-McCoy. I love saying your name <laughs> fully, Carmelita, because it's so cool. Uh, Chloe Richardson, Cindy Miller-Ray, Elizabeth H- elizabeth hubbard enza jimmy gadd john madden like the john madden isn't he dead uh, yes. Well, they said. But he's got, on the cover of Madden 23. And now he's here to write X's and circles over footage of <laughs> football players. Thank you, Jadinglitch. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Jadinglange. Thank you, Katie Blair. Oh, Kayla, oh. <laughs> Kayla Higgins. Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's me. <The> French <laughs> uh, Thank you, Lisa L. Marcus Mills. Michelle Moore. Nick Nolte. Nicole Cassis. Paula Garcia. Sean Callahan. Stephanie Pagalis. Suzanne Road, and Sydney Day. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. And good night.